Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations. What is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I'm your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my good friends, Bailey hey. and Cameron. Hey. Bailey, pray us in, brother. Yep. God Almighty, we love you. And um, just in the past few weeks, you have blessed us tremendously with our stuff and with friends and with all the things we're going to talk about today. So, Lord, I pray that we would just appreciate you in this time and help each other to appreciate and thank you. Lord, we love you. We commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, We really appreciate you guys uh, tuning into this episode. This is our second time in our new studio with a concrete pillar, (laughs) (laughs) apparently. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we we got that verified. That's right. (laughs) It took a while. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, we've had a pretty eventful week, uh, at least as far as our personal lives have Mm -hmm. uh, gone. Our stuff is here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that only took six months. Yeah, why don't we talk about that? Because people are like, isn't your stuff already there? So uh, (laughs) what? Well, what heard, did we do? There's like, well, yeah, what we did was wait. But there's like a global shipping problem. <laughs> Congestion. There's like, yeah, okay. I don't want to be too critical. I don't want to be too critical. That's right. <laughs> wait, what a disclaimer. We're not here to criticize any shipping right. companies yeah. at all. Yeah. We know many sh- biblically faithful shipping That's companies right. that are amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> It was really rough. But if you've heard about that, like you hear, you see those like post apocalyptic pictures of like a thousand boats mm. docked on in the middle of the ocean off of the yes. of the harbor. Well, that's exactly where all of our stuff was waiting to leave. What was it like? The Suez Canal had like a giant ship that was like yeah, blocking. that messed stuff up. It, there's it was like a, a meme that there's went a global there's a global shortage on shipping containers and truckers, and it's just a nightmare. So what we thought was going to be five or six weeks, and we're like, man, five or six weeks. That's what a nightmare. It's taken six mm-hmm. months. But praise God. Like, mm-hmm. I have yet, I, I don't mean to like jinx it or whatever, but I have yet to find any significant damage. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw the shipping container when it got here, and our stuff had, like, contents had definitely shifted <laughs> during transport. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, Jesus, I guess whatever we didn't need, you have taken it and then away. Uh, but our stuff is great. Like, I, I'm super stoked. The guitars that I decided to keep and bring with me are all in, like, in good shape. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there's some, like, we had one box full of pots and pans. And, like, Whitney brought one ceramic mug with her. And it was just, like, placed on top. It wasn't wrapped. It wasn't, not, it was just placed on top with a bunch of, like, iron pans. Mm. And it's not even chipped. It's fine. Mm. So... Uh, so yeah, our stuff has finally gotten here. It's taken six months. Why did mm-hmm. it take six months? Well, because everything is wrong in the world with shipping right now. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's gotten here, and it is just a significant blessing. Like for me, it's getting mm. our kitchen put together mm. and uh, getting the girls stuffed animals. It's it's been wonderful. Well, what was fun was uh, when we were packing that when we were over in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stipulation was you can only throw stuff on the shipping container that you can't live without. Right. So mm-hmm. only like the the bare minimum essentials yeah. you can shove in the shipping container. The rest put at your mom house or something yeah but uh and so yeah we've been living without that kind of stuff yeah Wait, well yeah we got a storage yeah. unit and said okay and we taped off so we got a storage unit we knew the volume of the shipping container that we were going to be uh mm-hmm. they were going to be you know, renting using whatever mm. and so we taped off a section and said okay everything that's coming with all of us to norway has to fit in this space yeah yeah and that was uh that was work i mean whitney and i mm-hmm. had to empty our house and so you guys know when you get it like when you move into a place your stuff just expands to fill up the amount of space that you have so we have us and now a family of three right we had just had taya so it's us and like a family of three and in this big house that we had to get rid of mm-hmm. you know what we thought so i know so jacob you just said we only bring the essentials which is absolutely absolutely true and i was like Six seconds after I said, and our girls' stuffed animals are here. So how do those things go <laughs> oh, together? Gosh. Which well, is, stuffed animals are important. They're for, important. For young girls. They're absolutely. important. Our children, I mean, we have ripped our, ripped our children from everything that's familiar to them. Mm-hmm. And they had really familiar lives. Like, they got to see their grandparents every day and their cousins mm. and uh, all the time. And one of their aunties and uncles and then their other auntie and uncle. They got to see a lot of family, uh, like, very often. And we took every piece of familiarity, threw them in a place where none of their friends speak the same language. Right. And haven't had any of those 
sort of comforts of home. They didn't have uh, many books to read in English or for mm. us to read to them. They didn't, and none of their sort of creature comforts. So, I mean, we we had one of those space bags, you know, where you vacuum out all the air and all the stuffed animals look preposterous. It was mm. a lot of fun opening those. <laughs> so they, they shrunk in volume before they came. But that stuff is important to in order to maintain some semblance of normal for mm-hmm. our babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the girls have been like married to those things. Oh, they're so excited. excited. The Christmas gifts they all loved, mm-hmm. but I feel like the past two weeks they've totally ditched all the Christmas gifts. Oh, and now they're constantly attached every to box it. we open it's Christmas all yeah. over again and then for Taya who's like re, like stuff she had completely forgotten about she's like what we have this <laughs> yeah it's Christmas it's, it's been awesome <laughs> that happened to us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were several boxes we opened where I was like we, we packed that like yeah. I forgot what I forgot legit what our bowls and silverware uh, back in the U- United States looked like. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't believe our bowls were like that big. Like, yeah. It's crazy. I'm so used to tiny, uh, the, the tiny cheap ones that we got, mm, yeah. you know, the Kroner store. For me, it was all the yeah. stuff that we, like we knew our stuff was going to be here eventually, but it's like, what are the things that we need to buy so that we can live reasonably normal lives, mm. but not duplicate any of the stuff that's on the boat right now. Like yeah. we know it's coming. Right. So you know, buying, um, you know, tongs and knives and mm-hmm. baking sheets and like all this for me it was a lot of the stuff in the kitchen because yeah. that's what I, I i like to oh, spend dude. some time the manna from heaven <laughs> the manna, yeah. but it's like how much okay i need a cutting board but what do i buy because my cutting board's on the way i need to buy mm. a couple of knives so that we can like eat but my stuff is on the way <coughs> so learning how to buy the right stuff was uh was a little bit of a challenge but now that like my stuff is here mm. it's it's not just the comfort of like oh my stuff but it's the the things that have you know some that bring some sense of familiarity and there's some things that are surprisingly difficult to get in norway like a big pancake sized spatula good mm. luck tongs you can find tongs uh you know what i mean just the regular you know flip bacon tongs mm. uh you can get barbecue tongs and you can get these little pincers <laughs> these little mm. i don't know how to explain you can get them from ikea these little pincers but Tiny finding pincers. a regular pair of tongs they're like 60 bucks mm. for a set of tongs so anyways worth I, it i've been yeah, yeah it's a tongue tax man <laughs> it's a tongue tax i've been complaining about not having tongs for six months right <laughs> but now they're here so life is good our nice tongs came we had wooden ones that of mm. course were broken and yeah. uh mm. yeah so our tongs came and so it's been nice uh living life i remember like in the one of our first episodes i made a joke a, a true story but a joke mm-hmm. about how we only had one spoon spoon and it broke yeah like okay i guess we're (laughs) scooping pasta with our hands tonight yeah um (laughs) so it's nice to have uh uh you know some uncountable number of broken spoons later we have now our awesome spoons they can start breaking your spoons from the united states that's right yeah (laughs) it really is like you keep saying it feels like another christmas or late christmas or whatever um so for us it's totally felt like that we definitely packed way too much Mm -hmm. like there are Mm -hmm. still four boxes that the contents side of them are all clothes yeah and there's no way that they're fitting right anywhere in our so that's a that's a fun thing <laughs> yeah. um but it's like a total opposite problem of what we had before which was you know not having all the usual stuff right. like our tongs and everything mm-hmm. um but i think of just like i don't because i kind of have forgotten about the shipping container stuff like we got what we needed here and we've been living comfortably and well for the past few months um so like when the shipping container was here i was just like uh i mean cool like yeah i'll take the stuff but i don't like really really need it um but going through the boxes has been uh cool like i mean israel went across the ocean right. and they got to bring their sandals and some jewelry yeah <laughs> um but i feel like god sent us across the entire world mm-hmm. and he also sent our homes with us so yeah it's just been like for grace that's for her, it's been a huge comfort. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm, you know, a dude I can get by with a couch and a TV. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she's got all her comforts and it, like, really looks and feels like our apartment yeah. um, that we came from. So, like, God didn't just bring us here. Like, now he's done the miracle of bringing our homes with us. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say something about that. Is like, that's like the last part of ourselves we were waiting to yeah. get over here before, like, before mm-hmm. we feel like we're anchored to this place. Mm-hmm. So we know our families aren't coming with us, which, which breaks our heart. But we know that God has called us here and divided us from the fam- our families, which is, um, in one sense, heartbreaking. But the gospel mm-hmm. is, is worth whatever Jesus calls us to do. Mm-hmm. But then it feels, feels like our whole life hasn't come. And it's like, okay, now it feels, to me anyways, and I think, uh, for, I think for you guys too, is like, okay, we're here. 
mm-hmm. that I'm not waiting mm-hmm. on anything else. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing left for me to do that. All of the, all of the parts of me are here now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, there's also the kind of anxiety, like of the travel, like oh, man. Uh, the kind of stuff we put on the shipping container, like at least for, I know, especially for, oh, dude, we brought so much, we brought a, well, I say a ton of gear. We brought mm-hmm. a, lots of dollars of worth of expensive yes. equipment. And yeah. so that was obviously like really nervous. It's stuff that if it like falls in the ocean, oh, man. like I certainly don't have the money in the bank. Oh, some it. of it's irreplaceable. Like my yeah. Phil Kagi guitar right. made it here. And so yeah. if that fell off the boat, that's it. There's mm-hmm. not, it's not going to happen again. Well, yeah. And my, I have a really special guitar that yeah. like, you know, my, it's a Sir uh, Stratocaster. Mm-hmm. And so that's obviously really special to me. I got mm-hmm. my Gibson Les Paul, which was the first, um, my first like expensive guitar I yeah. ever got, it was the, um, so me, I used to have six guitars when I was 16 and they all got <laughs> stolen by some punks. Yeah. Um, and we used the insurance money to really just buy a really nice guitar for me. And mm-hmm. like, that was the one I chose. Um, and so that one obviously has like really sentimental value yeah. to me. I don't, I definitely didn't want to get rid of that one. Um, and so the, there's two points I want to make with this. One is that, uh, it does, make it more real that like this the home is here because mm-hmm. it's the kind of stuff that we shipped over the kind of stuff you would not take with you on a vacation right or oh, yeah. like a, right. a little tri- even if it was just a three-year vacation right th- this is the kind of stuff you would not bring with you it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. okay i'll go to the guitar store and play mm-hmm. les paul's there yeah um it's well, fine. i'll leave this one with grandma until we get back right yeah but it's here now yeah there's like no go- getting back where yeah we're here yeah and the anxiousness of like, why would you do that? Like, why mm-hmm. would you risk throwing this stuff on the shipping container and it breaking and it's expensive to replace and you don't have jobs right now mm-hmm. except for just to do gospel work. Um, and so that's really nerve wracking, but mm-hmm. we trusted God with it because the gospel is more important because yeah. the gospel is worth it. And we trusted God knowing that things would shift in uh, shipping. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I had a piece of gear that uh, took a big fall <laughs> None, yeah. and it, uh, it was just terrifying me. There's just the anxiety of like, what's broken. What are we going to have to live without once mm-hmm. it gets here? Uh, and we trusted God with it and he totally came through again. Yeah. And nothing's, nothing's broken. Everything is fine. Everything works the way it's supposed to. And it's awesome. And I just want to, like, I wonder, it's easy when things go well to praise God for the things going well, but how would we have reacted if our container fell off the boat? I don't know. Well, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I can speak for just myself, just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It definitely would have been easy. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Imagine if like all of my guitars fell off the boat and um, all you know my uh, guitar processors fell off the boat and all my gear. Like, I mean, that would huh, that would be rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because that's a. Uh, uh, big part of like my identity. Like I dreamed of like, <laughs> I can take new pictures of my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that easy. Well, it's no. true. You can take new pictures of uh-huh. your kids. I, I can't get uh, those guitars back. They're, they're yeah. sentimental and um, uh, definitely wouldn't have been easy. Um, it, ha- it already wasn't easy, you know, with the delays and stuff like yeah. that stuff out of anybody's control. So yeah, uh, I don't know how we would have reacted, but I'm, I'm thankful to God that that's not our burden at yeah. least this time around. Well, and, um, yeah, and one, yeah. Li- and like we said before, it feels like okay, like our home has has ma- our home's complete here. Like we're 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 here, mm. yeah. we're here, and I think you put it just about perfectly. Jacob is like there's the stuff that you don't bring on any on any duration of vacation, right? Like our home, our homes are here, and we're not waiting for our stuff. So yes, we we know God owns all of the stuff, and stuff isn't that important. But the comforts of home and the things that make that give you the sense that okay, God has finished bringing all the stuff we need to the place where we're at. Mm. And at the same time, he's doing tons of other stuff to to stitch us into the fabric of Oslo that's really exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, the last few days, because, like I said, I still have boxes that are just stacked, and it's <laughs> glorious. Um, I won't be able to unpack them. I don't know. I've yeah. figured that out. But um, it's been a cool, like, reminder in my living room um, to just see those there. Because I like one part of me can think about that like, oh great, our like our stuff is here. I don't know where to put all this. Mm-hmm. And like um, the way it got here was Cam called some people. We paid tons of money, mm-hmm. and now it like after months, the world finally got um, our stuff here. Like through the shipping, like mm-hmm. so I can think about it that way. But then I think about it in the other way, which is like the right way to think about it. And I'm looking at my stuff from 
my apartment back in Temecula, California, mm-hmm. and it's sitting right in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like not only did God <laughs> um, change our zip codes, like he literally brought all the stuff with. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like been a cool, uh, almost altar, like, yeah. you know, um, yeah. with Joshua and everyone. It's like there's an altar in my living room saying like, look what God has done. He yeah. brought your home literally here. So yeah, for me it was super surreal to like when the shipping container. No, everything was dropped off at my house. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. literally brought it in, like, yeah, past in, your doorstep. Pa- yeah, they brought it into my house. But the surreal thing for me was, you know, when the stuff left, we didn't see it go. We just know mm-hmm. that they came mm-hmm. and picked it up out of our storage unit. But we were all already over here. Yeah. But I got the name of the, like, shipping company and the container and it's, like, the the identification number. And then to see that shipping container with the name of the company mm-hmm. and the and the identification number was like, whoa. Yeah, like <laughs> this was in California. Yeah, like in the in the cosmic scheme, not that long ago, mm-hmm. and now here it all is, and it's it's that it's like yeah. it's like an altar. Okay, it's just another, um, another way that we can praise God, another thing that we can see that He's done to get and put us here. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's just like seeing that giant truck back mm-hmm. in that huge cargo <laughs> container. Yeah, like. We're all looking up and you're recording. Yeah. Um, just that whole thing was so, like, when does this happen? Like, yeah. who in the world, like, first of all, moves across the world to Norway yeah. from California? Um, and then, like, secondly, who brings their home with them? Like, only guys who are sent by God is what yeah. is the conclusion that I can make. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so good. It's it's crazy. I, I I like the way you put it. This is definitely like another altar because mm-hmm. um, it's made a huge. I want to talk about that next. Like it, we've been talking about the comfort it's brought us, mm-hmm. or it's moving home here. But like uh, what? Like let's get like real practical. What are the actual like material differences it's like made around the house? I'll start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll start with myself. Um, the fact that I get to. Uh, uh, jam on my guitars is fun yeah but marissa uh it's been a huge huge comfort for my wife uh to have not just all the kitchen stuff but the home decor stuff mm-hmm. um we've had um a couple uh blessings in our life that I, I, we haven't shared on the podcast yet uh me and marissa got a uh decent sized fridge uh for mm-hmm. free yeah uh, someone mm-hmm. was uh, selling a, a dirty fridge that we spent a day cleaning which mm-hmm. was nice um, and we got a decent sized bed for free. We've been sleeping on our comfortable couch. Yeah. Um, and so we got a couch, uh, you know, now that we have it, uh, uh, available for us to do couch things with it. Um, but that, those blessings on top of the shipping container coming, like it to be home, having, watching Marissa, like, um, have fun designing it the, the way she wants it, putting mm. the, you know, the Christmas tree where she wants it yeah, and yeah. all these decor <laughs> stuff. Like for her, it's just been like, it's just made our lives so much easier yeah right? and and it make it makes here home mm-hmm. it makes exactly. here home yeah mm-hmm. i like it yeah yeah so uh kind of on that uh it's it's not just that we've had material stuff here which has been nice uh, mm-hmm. to have like our guitars here and our playstation 4 here uh which has <laughs> been a huge blessing Wait, that's our playstation 4 that's my playstation oh. 4 yeah <laughs> um but you can come over and play it anytime you know that. yeah i'm not ever gonna do that yeah i'll come <laughs> hang out but I don't even know what you use a PlayStation Store for. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what it does. Why? Does it make sandwiches? Or <laughs> uh, it makes you can make sandwiches with it. Okay, uh, let's do that. Yeah, you can. I'm in. Okay, cool. Is there an app for that? Yeah, uh, we're gonna <laughs> apparently me and Cameron are gonna have a, a sandwich making uh, day. <laughs> so with a PS4. Stupid. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, this is uh, this is what's called in the trade a transition. Uh, so we're trying to transition to the next uh, topic here. Uh, we had a couple, uh, you know, speaking of homecoming here, uh, a couple people that we love visit us in Oslo. Yeah, uh, Jim and Joy uh, Crockett, Jiminy Crockett, Zach and Jen Dove, <laughs> who are missionaries here in Norway. Has he heard you call them that? Before? I call them that all the time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not- <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sure he loves it. I, I hope. Well, I, I was gonna say I hope. I hope he does. Yeah, but I also don't care. That's like it's not. If he doesn't, it's not going to make me stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Well, Jim and Joy were actually the first people. They're the reason we um, came to Skeptics Week in Bergen. Yeah, I mean, they yeah in the first place. Why don't you talk about that story real quick about yeah. them inviting us? Yeah, I'll tr- I try not to spend too long on it, but. Um, We've talked about how we've gone on a couple of short-term trips mm-hmm. to Norway, and it was Jim who made that possible. So it's difficult to explain really what his what his ministry is, but Jim and, and his wife Joy, they 
are sort of like pastors to missionaries, something mm. like that, across the across all of the world. So it's been real um, difficult during all of the various lockdowns and restrictions of uh, sort of two years of COVID season. They haven't been able to do as much of that as they're used to. But nevertheless, um, they have ministry here, like regular stuff that they do here in Norway. Mm-hmm. So Zach, who is my – I'll call him colleague. Know that when I call him my colleague, it means my boss. Uh, here <laughs> in, in Oslo in Norway yeah. with, the, with the International Mission Board. And he was connected. I don't know how Jim was, how he got in touch with Jim, but Jim connects to everybody. Mm-hmm. And Zach introduced us, and so he and I struck up a friendship. And it was actually him. There was one night. I, I don't know what was going on. I just felt like today, that day was a new day. And so I, I called him just to talk. I was driving home. And so I, he asked me how I was doing. I said, I don't know how to explain it, Jim, but it feels like today is a new day. And he said, mm-hmm. well, speaking of new days, do you think you could round up a few young adults who might want to come to Norway for, for mm-hmm. a week or, or a couple of weeks for a uh, for a short-term mission trip. And I was like, I'll see you when. And he's like, yeah. uh, I think that was October. He said February. I said, all right, we'll see you then. And uh, that's, when I, that's when I started calling you guys to see if you mm. wanted to come on a short-term trip. So that was our first trip to Norway together. He sort of, not just sort of, like he made that happen. He mm. was our way in. And when we came, we were part of Jim's team. If you remember us talking about that either, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but lots of you who are listening, like we've talked to you about that. Mm. Like we came, the first year we came, we came as Jim's team. Mm-hmm. And then the second year we came, we were our own team and we were given newer and greater and different responsibilities. So Jim and Joy are back. They're going to mm-hmm. Skeptics, week, Skeptics Week this year we can't go mm. it's a big fat drag but there are lots of things per- that are keeping us from going this year so we're trying to trust god with that although i know all of our hearts are like there and so broken that we can't be a part of it we would love mm. we would love to be there and yeah. serve and help out in any oh, way we goodness. can yeah. it's a huge bummer that we can't but it's we, all like it, yeah. it feels like don't misunderstand but if it's like it's so weird that we're so close and now not going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've right. on the other side of the world. <laughs> the one year we're not going is when, we're, when we live when in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they came to visit, which was just great. They, they were here visiting everybody because that's what they do. And they came and spent kind of a day with you guys, mm-hmm. which was really good. And then we all sort of convened in the evening and had, uh, had a meal at my house. And uh, Zach and his wife, Jen, were, were with us. And, and Jim and Joy were with us. And my whole family and all of you guys. And that was just really yeah. Really wonderful, really encouraging time, and uh, yeah, I just don't have enough good things to say about it. Mm. Well, they're awesome. I mean, there's a couple. There's definitely a couple takeaways that I uh, got from hanging out with all those people: Jim, mm-hmm. Joy, Zach, and Jen. Um, but one of the biggest ones is you know they, um, like you said, have been working you know with Norway, especially Jim and Joy, mm-hmm. coming back and forth from the U.S. and Norway a couple times, working yeah. with. Laga doing evangelism, doing missions. Out yeah, they've here. been doing min- ministry here for almost fifteen years. Yeah, mm. crazy. And so that's like fifteen years of experience yeah. that we get to reap some benefit from. We get to mm. learn from their uh, advice and their wisdom. They get to speak into that. And what was uh, fun was uh, we kind of, at least us uh, in our households, kind of knew them through you, right? And uh, that was nice, wonderful. Yeah. But what's been cool is we are kind of now starting to develop our own relationships with yeah. them, and you know, just kind of like it's kind of like when we talk about how like uh, people can't like write off like our faith with, <laughs> between right. them and Jesus. Yeah. So now instead of uh, I know Jim from Cam. I know Jim now enjoy yeah. like because they're my mm-hmm. friends yeah, and so we've good. been learning from them and what they have to teach us about Norwegian culture and yeah. just all the things we get to learn from them. There's just there's probably no end. There's at least 15 years worth mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. minus six months worth of experience <laughs> uh, ahead of us that we can um, enjoy their wisdom from. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think because uh, they visited in was it December or November? Yeah, yeah. But they're only here for like a day. They just yeah. want to make sure their COVID passports work. Yeah, yeah. So when they visited, then um, we that was basically just catching up with old friends. Like yeah. we hadn't seen them in a year because of the Skeptics Week mm-hmm. um, was canceled before or online before. Um, so that trip was like just visiting and like us telling the excited details about, you know, mm. we live here, this is what it's like, and us having that conversation. But um, this trip, we really got to be in that, like their pastors, like their mm-hmm. spiritual supports to missionaries. Yeah. Like we got to get into that place with them. And um, they took us out. They treated us at a very nice uh, lunch. Mm-hmm. And then um, a very nice 
dessert after after dinner at your place. <laughs> yeah, I heard you guys all went to dessert yeah. without us. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That's so, okay. Boom. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys have kids. Guys, it, yeah, we don't. Yeah. We understand. We'll, <laughs> you, they turn yeah. off dessert when you have kids. We'll, <laughs> take, you to, we'll take you to dessert some more. Time. That um, was really generous of them. Yeah, yeah and but that was, so it was yeah. really um, awesome. Like just to be treated. I, like mm-hmm. I was telling them, <laughs> like. <laughs> Thanks for taking us out for date night because, like, I can't take Grace and I right. out for date night yeah. very much. So, like, and then they were like, we'll leave you guys alone over there. So, <laughs> um, so the treat and, like, the gift was really nice. Yeah. But um, also they just asked us, like, genuine catching up questions about, like, our own spiritual walks and our relationships as a team. Like, we talk about how um, relationships or relational tension is the first thing that sends missionaries home. Mm-hmm. So they asked us some questions about that. Um, and it was just, uh, I don't know, like I wasn't expecting it to be a, you know, pastoral kind of meeting at all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it totally ended up being like that. At least for me, when we were talking with them, I was just able to like breathe and talk to someone who's not in the, right. like in the mud and in yeah. that hardship over here. Um, but someone who's like, Hey, let's lift you out of that for a second. And like, l- let's just talk and enjoy life. Um, and also I don't. I really can't like describe it, but for me, that mm-hmm. lunch with them did some like really good yeah. work for my spirit. Like just talking to another Christian, because mm-hmm. um, we have some Christians that we know here, yeah. But especially mm-hmm. a Christian who knows our context, knows mm-hmm. we, you know, visited Norway, and has watched the for whole the first thing time. develop. Yeah, I've right? been here since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was it was awesome um, for me, for Grace, definitely, and just uh, like having the opportunity to have that conversation with someone in their shoes. Um, I, I told them like, please come back every yeah. six months or something. And <laughs> oh, they will. Yeah. They'll be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can expect a lot. And more it's not just and, for the dinner. Yeah. 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 No, of course not. we love you. We love you. Yeah. Jim and joy. Uh, but it's, it's like, <laughs> well, to me, it's like, uh, they are a little bit of it, like an outside perspective kind of yeah, to step yeah. us out of that world. Cause uh, home is not here for them. Mm-hmm. Home for them is in Tennessee. Right. Yeah. And so, um, they get to, it, it was kind of like a break in like a sense where it's, yeah. like we're not so zoomed, hyper zoomed in, hyper focused on mm-hmm. like what we're doing. Right. And like with Christians who are here and missionaries who are here, we'll talk about Zach and Jen too, but they yeah. live here. They're right. missionaries mm-hmm. here with us. And so uh, it, it was nice to kind of step out of that world for a second and have two people who are like, hey, we get it. We're Americans, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. We understand We understand all these challenges and stuff like that. And we realize you guys are doing a huge thing, taking yourselves out of the home you've been in for over 20 years mm-hmm. and now putting yourselves in a different context right. is crazy. And yeah. they, um, like I said, there's almost no end to – uh, the amount of wisdom that we can learn from yeah. uh, Jim and Joy. Yeah, so, that's really wonderful. Yeah. And so uh, kind of just talking about Zach mm. and Jen too, uh, they have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, how did, I don't even remember how we got into connection with them. Oh, gosh, uh, you want me to tell that story too? It, just real quick. So uh, I'm not yeah. really a connector. Like that's yeah. that's not me. I, I have I usually keep my – there are a <laughs> lot of people I love. Like I love, sincerely love people. And so like, like uh, I have a lot of friends on social media whom I love. And I really sincerely do. But as far as like the people who are actually around me, I usually keep pretty tight. Um, so don't like. Until don't, you found out about Norway. Until I found out about Norway. <laughs> and then it was just keep, like throwing seed in the wind. Yeah. Um, I told Zach, I remember, this was just a tiny joke at your expense, but oh. I was like, I <laughs> remember. Hear, hang on. Let me make sure I'm. Okay, let's go. It was like, I remember the time, every time he met a new Norwegian or someone from Norway, and he's like, you would, I would get a text immediately, mm-hmm. like, check out my notice from Norway. Yeah. So like. Yeah, like 50 of those texts, yeah. like every time you'd meet a Norwegian. Darn tootin'. <laughs> That's awesome. No, <laughs> Norwegians are great. So yeah, so <laughs> you met right. Zach somehow. Yeah, so actually it was in uh, – I won't tell the whole story, but basically I'd, I'd heard from other – like there are other American Christians in Norway who are like, wait a minute. There's a there's a legend. <laughs> it's like there's a legend that there that there is a Southern Baptist missionary in Norway. Have you heard of like I no one has seen him. <laughs> there's but, one. But, the, but we've heard tales told. This is great. So I googled <laughs> something like IMB missionary in Norway and I found an article that the IMB had written about Zach and his family when they came. Uh, because I wanted to settle in Oslo to begin with, but God had a different plan for them and moved them to a town a couple of hours away. 
and now they're now they're in Oslo. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how God worked that out. <clears throat> but anyways, I just found like I think I looked him up on on Facebook or something and just found him and we started talking and he actually came uh was the first time we were in Bergen? Or the second time we were in Bergen? Uh, we met him the first time we were in Bergen. Yeah. yeah. At he, kebab. He came, okay, oh man. <laughs> and he came and spent a day with us, uh, which was really nice and got to talk to me and hear a little bit about um sort of my what i was thinking and feeling about mm. norway but he and i just stayed in stayed in contact and for the last several years i think three years or so maybe longer now we've been we talk pretty regularly and it was him who actually called and, and said look there may be a path for you to get to norway with the imb which we had never expected i mean as right. in the years previous when we'd been talking he's like listen i'm always praying for you and if god brings you to norway that's awesome i can't wait to partner and team up but don't expect that there is that there's a way for you to get here with the IMB. They're just they're it's they're not sending anyone else. Mm. And then uh, God did some some let's say magic, but that's just to totally do spit on the mm-hmm. mur- the miracles that God has accomplished <laughs> to get us here. But God did what God does, and uh, yeah. that was kind of that was the the final spark that we needed. I guess it's been it's been a year and a half or so. Uh, to sort of get us here. So Zach and Jen, the missionaries, they've been in Norway for the better part of a decade, a couple of hours outside of Oslo, but now they're here with us too, which I'm super mm. thrilled about. Mm-hmm. They live, I don't know, a couple of miles maybe total away from where Whitney and I live, and uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, so that's they've been forging their own relationship with you. It's like I, you texted me the other day that you were coming home from dinner with Zach and Jen. I was like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I'm so glad that uh, that we all get to have not just relationship and community, but individual right. relationship, and that none of you people like none of the, I don't have to be the connector of every or not, like the, all the, I don't have to be the hub of all the relationships. That's mm-hmm. dumb, especially mm-hmm. to put me there. I'm like the worst guy for that job. <laughs> but the idea that all of you can know and bless and love and be close with one another is just like that thrills my soul. I love that. Well, now I it's amazing that <clears throat> it's kind of like. God's like revealing like little bits and pieces of like what he's been doing this whole time. Yeah. Like, while you were building a relationship like with Zach, um, what I uh, noticed really quickly was that not only they, they're like invaluable partners to work with yeah. and um, they like trust us mm-hmm. like immediately. Yeah. And I, obviously we need to get to know them more and, and build our uh, relationships with them stronger. But um, kind of like right out of the gate, um, there's this, uh, opportunity that like Zach was looking for. And Zach is like, gosh, he is like so passionate about furthering the gospel. Mm-hmm. He's got all these different ideas about like, no, we can do a coffee truck and we can do this and we can mm-hmm. do like, mm. dude, we get, we got to like go, 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 go. Yeah. Gospel. He's awesome. And, uh, and, uh, he's a missionary. What, mm-hmm. what, what can you expect? He's on mission, but, um, there's an opportunity, uh, for us to do some ministry with a small little community in a city called Sondefjord. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just like right out of the gate was just kind of like, Hey, would you guys be willing to do uh, worship and teaching and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's awesome that we have th- those kinds of opportunities, uh, not just from Americans we know, but from like Norwegians we know who have, um, like it kind of accepted us like right yeah. out of the gate and they, they trust us. Yeah. We, we haven't given them a reason not to, right? Yeah. But, but we also haven't given them much of a reason to trust mm-hmm. us. That's one of the things. In fact, there've been a couple of times I've talked to you guys about this probably, but a couple of times we've been asked to do things and I've kind of put the brakes on a little bit and said, that's amazing. And we would love to, but we sort of need to earn our stripes a little bit. Like we, mm-hmm. I, I, before we do that, mm-hmm. I want you to, I want you to know that you can trust us. Um, because the, the I, th- I think the response we get here is just sort of excitement that there's help. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, reinforcements? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like this stuff's heavy. Like here's some stuff that you can do. And they've just been willing to throw responsibility upon us that has been just amazing. Like it's so – when people say humbling, like it's just so humbling. We've done it nothing is. to earn the credibility that they've given us. Mm-hmm. But they're just so willing to involve us in uh, in gospel work here. And uh, that's exciting. Again, we've been talking about how God is kind of stitching us into the fabric of Oslo. Mm-hmm. These are more of these opportunities. It's like he is grafting us into this church, into the into the community of believers in Oslo, which is really uh, – it's it's so wonderfully different than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. The, community, the community that we're now a part of from a distance, like our orchard community and our Christian community um, in California, is amazing. And wonderful and just the most um, – like you guys are the best people we know. You're mm. amazing. Being also being also like united to this community though is just so – it's so wonderful. Like I, I don't know how to describe it without, without sounding like I'm taking a dig at the rest of the Christians mm. we know. But it's like no, the Christians here, they mean it. 
and there's no there's no time to waste and yeah. there's no it's not it's like we'll get to work with you guys later they're like what there's stuff to do let's go mm-hmm. yeah well i think it's the pressure like i think everyone knows that we've talked to or worked with or um done anything with that the workers are few yeah um so just like you said like whenever there's a ministry opportunity they're like eager to mm-hmm. um welcome help which is definitely like uh, i don't know it's weird for me because yeah. i yeah i have that same thing you do where i feel like we need to earn trust like i just i just met you you've never seen me like sing a song or you've right. never seen us do church or right. any spiritual stuff but they like are eager to partner with us um so i i, I don't know i yeah. love and i've noticed that mm-hmm. phenomenon um and i think it's just um like seeing the cooperation of churches across the city yeah um like it, it really is alive and active. The church as a whole, like across Oslo, mm-hmm. um, they're not like um, working out just in, or they're not working in their own places. Like we have gotten to know them pretty quickly, but they all like know each other. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we um, was we walked by a church and there was some uh, event going on inside. Mm-hmm. You saw some music happening, and you just asked someone like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And they said it was some young adults sports christian event something yeah. like that yep and you went to adam on facebook and you had like three friends in yeah. common or something <laughs> and that's like every single christian that we meet there's yeah. always um you only have to toss out like three or four names like do you know yeah do you know like oh yeah yeah even if they're in um like if they're not in oslo if they live in uh bergen or you know somewhere else and we've met them there are tons of christians everywhere that just for i don't it seems like so weird. They all know each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Benta that we had on. Yeah. Yeah, everyone Benta knows, knows everyone. who Benta is. We wa- oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there was one day, like when we first got here, Benta uh, gave me a chance to uh, take a look at the school, the, mm-hmm. the university we we're going to be attending. Mm-hmm. And the second we walked in the door, like e- all the staff was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, Benta's here. Oh, yeah. Like, they all, yeah. So, yeah, everybody yeah. everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, well, they kind of have to. Bad. And I, that's one of the things I appreciate too is there's there can be, um, from the churches that we come from, there can be a bit of a com- uh, competitive spirit. We've talked mm-hmm. before about how a lot of growth that the churches see is transfer growth. So the people will will leave or wash out of one church or become dissatisfied with something there and they'll end up at another one. Or people move to town and churches grow or whatever. But there there's a little bit of a sense of, you know, we all work mm-hmm. together, but they're, they're – I mean, it's undeniable that there's kind of a sense of competition. Mm. Um, and I'm just not seeing nearly as much of that here. Like yeah. I had, we had a meeting with um, some of the leaders in the Baptist union the other day, and we did it in the Mission Shirka office mm-hmm. and Mission Shirkin and the Baptist union here, they literally share, mm. they share like an office space yeah. and they eat lunch together and, in the conference room. And let's every be clear, day. those and are two different denominations. Are, so yeah, so that's not Mission. just crossing lines of like congregations. Yeah. Mm. That's denominational lines. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then I met with, we've, we've mentioned to uh, some of you guys who are listening, we've mentioned our friend Yarlife who leads M4 in Norway and church planning for the Norwegian Baptist, uh, not Norwegian Baptist, Lutheran. the Norwegian Lutheran mm. Mission, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I had an opportunity to spend time with him, and he and Benta are on a board together for an organization that is ser- – they're Christians who are serving. It's The thing is called Move the City, but mm-hmm. I won't try and say mm-hmm. it in Norwegian. But they're on a board together. And so I asked him. He's a Lutheran. And my family has been Lutheran for centuries. And as we sat down together, he's like, listen, you just need to spend time with Benta and do what she tells you. Like you, you could not have a better partner. And to hear that coming across denominational lines mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. – really refreshing and attractive and also like really strange. I, we don't, I'm not used to hearing that kind of language from people, not just in different um, congregational contexts, but across denominational lines. Like you don't even hear different flavors mm-hmm. of Baptists say mm-hmm. that like, Oh, you're going to a blah, bitty, blah, bitty Baptist church, man. They, they really, <laughs> they really messed up. You should be a bleepity bleepity kind of Baptist. Sure. Well, it's very, it's yeah. It's bizarre to us because of yeah. exactly where we come. It's from. unfamiliar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, you're right. Unfamiliar. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> Was that it's uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely different for us. But it's uh, there's also something like really attractive mm-hmm. about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I mean, we envision um, like there are things that <laughs> believe it or not, a lot of people already <laughs> know this, but there are things that like even like we differ on theologically. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's and a that, synonym for there are things that Jacob is still wrong about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <clears throat> but ultimately, I mean those things at the end of the day, at least to us, like don't matter. It's not like we're 
we're not like th- that it doesn't keep us up at night like right. thinking about like ooh I'll show Cam this bible verse and this will be the thing that changes his mind yeah. like it would but it's we're not like <laughs> it hasn't yet so yeah. but we're not like you know we're not focused on the debate we're not mm-hmm. focused on like changing each other's minds because i think for us and like our team the gospel is at the bottom and yeah. so central that those periphery issues those kind of side issues uh kind of don't matter really yeah. there are hills uh, to die on and I think that us as a team and the morale and the Christians here uh, are willing to die on those hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also hills uh, in certain issues that you just wouldn't, you shouldn't, you know, want to fight to the death over. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I, I told you a minute ago about the conversation that I got to have with Yarlife, which I need to call him up and hang out with him. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he's Lutheran. We are Baptist. Or I will say I am, but we all are. We're members of a Baptist church. Yeah, we're Baptist. Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Baptist missionary. We're Baptist. But um, Lutherans and Baptists disagree on a handful of things. And uh, we've attended a couple of Lutheran mm-hmm. services here that have been just powerfully wonderful, been wonderful. Mm-hmm. just amazingly yeah. wonderful. And and there's so much like there's something about being connected to my roots. You know, the men in my family have been Lutheran pastors for centuries, and that's part of the DNA of Norway. And and there's something like just really really lovely about sort of being attached to the ancientness of that tradition. <laughs> mm, but sure. there are theological things that would keep me out of a, out of a Lutheran congregation that I, that I just can't affirm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was talking to your life a little bit about that. I was like, hey, you're talking about Baptists, like and working together. And he goes really like compared to basically the secular Christianity. It's not even Christianity, but the secular Christianness or whatever. Mm. Um, He's like, there's so much more that unites us than divides us. He goes, it really is. Oh, yeah. It really comes down to some minor issues. Now, there are issues that are large enough that I don't think we can, in good conscience, fellowship together. Um, but not – and what in our American context might divide us and mm-hmm. keep us from working mm-hmm. on boards and councils and being ecumenical with each other. Yeah. Um, he's like, that just – I mean, of course that stuff matters. So, it ma- it, like, it, it matters in a certain mm-hmm. sense. But in an eternal sense, like you, you yeah. just zoom out a little bit and go, we are, like, way on the same side of the river as mm-hmm. compared to the the work that needs to be accomplished. Why would we remain separate? Like, we have to come mm-hmm. together. And that's just been – Well, of course, as, as yeah. a missional mindset, as a let's work together to um, – you know, win this culture back, you yeah. know, for Jesus and let's, mm. let's partner and partner in the furtherance of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're totally on the same team. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's silly to pretend that, uh, we're not, or yeah. that one's a B team. And he would we're never, all on the same like, team. I don't think he's trying to turn me into a Lutheran, so we'll plant Lutheran mm-hmm. churches. Right. But he's like, let's get you connected to the best Baptists we know so that you can, like where you have confessional and doctrinal alignment, let's go plant more churches. And then that, you know, that's not to say that the issues that divide us are unimportant. They're important. But they're like you said; they're in the periphery. They're they're secondary or tertiary issues mm-hmm. that are, they're not the mere Christianity, mere gospel stuff that unites every believer. Mm-hmm. It's the outworkings of some of the thing, like how, the outworkings of some of the things we all believe. And so mm-hmm. while we're here, there just isn't time to quibble over that stuff. We can talk about that in private. We can talk about that for eternity in the kingdom. Like maybe Jesus will tell right. us and be like, "Okay, here's like here's the list of correct doctrine." Yeah. Or maybe he'll just let us argue about it for eternity, and we won't we won't <laughs> ever know perfectly. I don't know how that's going to work out, but that's to know we can spend time together in the presence of Jesus debating this stuff mm-hmm. someday if we want to. For now, like we just don't. I'm not trying to win people to um, my particular view of baptism as right. compared to Yarlife's view of baptism. Mm-hmm. Like we need people to have their sins paid for by Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's all get to work on that stuff. And to that end, I think this is where we sort of started the conversation. Uh, the, this, this part of the conversation was mm-hmm. that the Christians here are just willing to involve us in that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Jacob, I know you've had lots of opportunities to lead worship at Holte. Mm-hmm. We've led uh we've been in the worship as we haven't led but we've been in the worship team together for like uh ung baptiste the young baptist had a thing at uh at oslo central is that yeah also central Oslo's church centrum. it's centrum but yeah. in i think we'll call it central but there's a central yeah. baptist church in oslo that we got to be there for a weekend um with these mm-hmm. with these youngsters high school aged people leading a uh, worship music weekend i know bailey you've gotten to go and lead in mm-hmm. in different contexts and i've been asked to speak so just uh coming up soon i'll be speaking to they call it a young adult group but everybody is like sort of 25 and older mm. um so i'll get to lead there a local uh, uh mission shirka in in bulson mm. right down the street from right us. down the street love them <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i've been invited yeah. sort of an open ended invitation to preach there 
so the the so all of that is to say nothing of us um like i think we get way too much credit mm. from the norwegians like benta she's like i just can't believe you guys are here that's awesome i'm like you spent time with me you like you should know it's not awesome by now <laughs> <laughs> she, she told me once she goes i can't believe you guys are learning or you're learning my language mm. i was like you just said that to me in english <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's crazy that you would go and learn another language i'm like you're mm, yeah. speaking to me clearly in not your first language <laughs> Uh, but uh, she's like, and but she goes, yeah, that's true. But you have to speak English to get around in the world. It's like there are only five million people in Norway, five and a bit. Like, mm. Only five million people speak this language. That's like the true. idea that you guys would come here and learn a language that, compared to the world, nobody speaks mm-hmm. is crazy. And uh, maybe it is. Uh, maybe it is a little bit crazy. But um, I guess all of that really is in service of just expressing our gratitude to the Christian leaders who mm. are here, like the big mm-hmm. brothers and big sisters in the gospel movement in Oslo yeah. who are so willing just to like, mm. just to include us, like just to push us in the pool and say, okay, you're in, let's mm. go. Well, and seeing it like in action, it's such a like healthy and I think vital part of the church, mm-hmm. like to be willing to cross the denomination lines and everything to work yeah. together. Um, and here it's kind of like born out of necessity and like the nature, like mm-hmm. what's the average church size you told me the other day? Oh gosh, for, I don't think I did. I don't remember. Here? It's I, that oh. small. Yeah, I think it was something like thirty or something. I think thirty. Thirty is kind of a kind of a medium, yeah. like biggish church. Like thirty, you're doing okay. Yeah. So we were talking about that, and you and I said, "Well, what if we had a church of thirty people?" And you were like, "Well, that'd be a giant church here." Mm-hmm. Um, but if we were in Temecula, and I said church of thirty, um, like shoot then, in the head, and it's yeah, dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, what's the problem? Yeah. Is, yeah. Is what comes to mind. Um, so I think just kind of like the nature of the churches and the necessity, like the need for more workers, yeah. um, is a lot of like where that comes from, but like seeing it in action and seeing the church leaders partner with it, like be willing to join together. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause they have to, like yeah. if they want a, um, big event for the city of Oslo, like let's have a worship concert or, yeah. you know, a concert that we throw. Yeah. We did a Christmas concert at the mall mm-hmm. in Temecula. Yeah. If they wanted to pull it off here, they would literally have to get every single They'd church. They have to like marshal every yeah. church. Is, yeah. And we did it in Temecula with multiple churches, but realistically, uh, Orchard could have done that on its yeah. own. Any one church in Temecula could have done that on its or own. Or went to a church planning little conference, remember, where Truls was teaching. Mm-hmm. Went to a church planning conference, yeah. and it was Mishon Shirken and the Baptist yeah, Union together. And like, Pentecostals mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Truls is, yeah, Truls is Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's a teacher at Holte, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, so it's like, okay, so we have Holte. It's mm. a call. It's a, it's a call it a seminary. It, it, it's not a place yet where you do master's degrees, but it's a, but it's, an, it's also a proper university is where you have a bunch of colleges. So you have like a college of science mm. and a college of arts and a college of, of history or whatever. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. it's, Sorry, it's a university, it's a university it's, college. It's difficult to exactly classify it, but you're going to earn bachelor's degrees. It's a place where mm-hmm. you get a proper bachelor's degree. But anyways, in theology. Yeah, in theology, <laughs> yeah. which is different. We don't have exactly the same thing in the United States. Those are little Bible schools or whatever. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. I'm packing that. <laughs> yeah, dumb. No one needed to know that. Yeah. But anyways, the, the point of all of that was it's run by the Baptists and the Pentecostals together, right. which is – a li- which. I say I was going to say is crazy. Let's say that's unusual. Like mm. that's we don't we don't it's see definitely. that happening. And it's not. And it's the case that they they get together, and they work hard together, and they're able to not set aside their differences. I think that would be a mistake. I think that they acknowledge their differences, mm. but they put them in their proper place. Yeah, that there yeah. is that there's um, there's charity in the issues that divide us, and that and the things that. Uh, the things that are central were united and working mm-hmm. and working mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And like a further outworking of that, which is like the really nice phenomenon we're talking about is the 10 Americans show up mm-hmm. and we can do stuff and they want us to do as much stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're excited to involve us in ministry there and they're not like, they don't want to go through a check, like a background check or anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's none of that at all. Well, that's when uh, just involve us in Jacob ministry. and I got to be in the worship team for that worship weekend. And that came, yeah. that came from, I got a, a call from the worship leader. I hope we have him on soon. And I was like, what? He called and asked if I would play guitar. I was like, why mm. do you think I play guitar? And he's like, well, someone said, call one of the Americans. They all play guitar. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> called me again. Yeah. And they, he called me again. He's like, Hey, my buddy's doing a worship night. I was actually, actually, 
today I was on the phone with him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so I mean, I, I know you play bass. And I'm like, I am not a bass player, but yeah. I mean, I can play bass. Yeah. Um, it was just, it, it was um, uh, bizarre. It was like surprising to me yeah. that like I was his first call. And it was like, don't yeah. you know, like other bass players and, like, and stuff. And he's like, no, I mean, we worked together before and um, we trust you. And I am. Uh, the reason like we even brought this up in the first place really is because we are just so thankful yeah. that, I mean, the Norwegians here have been receiving of us mm-hmm. and they, uh, they're giving us and not just receiving of us, like for a vetting process, mm-hmm. like you just said, yeah. but to the actual, actually do ministry mm-hmm. where it's like someone who's not even a bass player, but mm-hmm. I trust him and yeah. that's why he's my call. Yeah. Um, it's been so, uh, it's been a huge blessing. And so like, and you were trying to be sensitive to this earlier uh, when you were saying, I don't want to try and like make a sound, anything like a dig to the family that sent us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's true. We love the family that sent us and they're as authentic as Christianity as, it, yeah. you know, as it can get. Uh, I feel like it's encouraged. It, it should be encouraging to uh, you guys back in California that the Christian community that received us here yeah. is, is such a blessing to us and, mm-hmm. said, and receiving to us. Oh, and we hope we just like, we live up to the, they, they gave us a huge advance on trust. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like they gave, yeah. they lent us a whole bunch of credibility that we yeah. didn't deserve. So it's humbling to us. I hope that we can live up to the credibility that they've given mm-hmm. us. And with the help of the Holy spirit, I have every uh, confidence that we will be able to do that. But just the fact that they're willing to. It's like, all right, we've got yep. Christians who are here. Now we know guys who play guitar. So when we need guitarists, we know who to call. Mm. Yep. And like beyond that too, because like we've talked about the musical stuff, because I think we all yeah. have that. It's an easy one. But they've invited us to their leadership conferences, the right. Baptist conference mm-hmm. that we went to, and to their um, to walk around the city praying with them mm-hmm. and um, – Gosh, we'll see. Oh, to evangelize. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We already have a, an end to evangelize on the streets of Oslo. Right, exactly. So just like all of these different opportunities in ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, to any Norwegians who are watching this, who are here, we love you. And yeah. we're so mm. thankful for you. Um, and we look forward to, uh, like I said, living up to that advance of yeah. trust and, and partnering with you guys. We have so much to learn from you guys. And so uh, the fact that we're already this far into the game uh, with you guys. It's a huge blessing and comfort to us. So we love you guys. To everybody else who's watching, uh, we appreciate you tuning in to watch us ramble on about our lives for uh, about an hour. So <laughs> we love you. Please keep praying for us. Please mm-hmm. keep giving us support. Uh, and we, because uh, we can't do it without you guys. We can't do it without your prayers and your love. So we love you guys in California and we love you guys in Norway. And please tune in to, to next week for our next episode. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Word First Radio. If you like the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless. God bless.